Today on Watching Your Wealth, networking do's and don'ts. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Marianne Ruggiero is a career advisor and president of Optima Careers. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you, Veronica. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you. So, Marianne, we're talking about networking on Watching Your Wealth as folks' ability to network effectively can directly impact what kind of job they get and what kind of wealth they're able to accumulate. Just want to lay that out there first. So you say there's some do's and don'ts of networking. Let's go through some of the do's first. You say it's important to say something nice about someone in every meeting. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, it may seem like the statement of the obvious. Uh, Clearly, when you say good things about other people, you're projecting on the first impression, if it is a first impression, that you're a positive, constructive, good person. So some people think, well, you know, you do it, but how really critical is it? How essential is it? Well, here's why it's essential, because it's really not about you. It has more to say about the person you're speaking with. Hmm. And when you meet someone and say good things about other people, what is registering with them on some level is... If I connect with this person and develop a relationship with them, if I invest in them and my network, then maybe they'll run around and say good things about me. Oh, I see. And we all want to build our reputation. Absolutely. Another tip you said is to help other folks. I like that. Well, yeah, help others be more successful. If you make it, again, more about others and less about yourself, may seem counterintuitive, but it will come back to you very positively. Good karma. So if you ask other people... What are their career interests? What are their challenges? And end with the classic question, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Then again, you get more points in this relationship portfolio. Your score goes up. They say this is a person worth investing in. Love that. You said to communicate as well. And I'm wondering, as you're networking along in your career, how often should you be communicating with your contacts? How often should you be keeping them informed about what you're doing? That's a great question. If anyone has ever read Keith Ferrazzi's book called Never Eat Alone, uh, that may be the best news for an extrovert, but harrowing news for an introvert. (laughs) But regardless, Keith is famous for having kind of given a formula that would suggest how often is enough. And he would suggest, I believe, as best I recall, once a year face-to-face, twice a year by telephone, and then ping or connect in between. Mm, that's a good practice. So you're staying in touch, you're keeping that relationship going, but you're not stalking, which is important. Yes. And if you, have, if you have listeners who are entrepreneurs, they understand the mind share principle. You just want to be sure to be on top of mind so that should opportunities or great um, introductions that could be made, they remember you. So the trick is, how can you remain relevant to the mm. people in your network? So it's not just, hey, hi, how are you? It's thought of you when I read this article, attended this program, didn't see you, you have to know about this speaker. Mm. So you're adding value as you touch base. I love that. What about facilitating connections? What should we be thinking in that area? Well, that area probably has a number of do's and don'ts. Hmm. (laughs) So when somebody gives you a lead or makes an introduction, as you had said earlier, be sure to communicate throughout the process. It's not just the game, let me get the connection Mm -hmm. and run with it. Make the contact. 
Make the point that the person introduced you was generous enough to share that relationship. Mm-hmm. Let them know when you're going to be meeting that person. And then after you've met that person, let them know what happened. Because that person is on the line with the person that they made this introduction because mm-hmm. to, to, they're spending their social or relational capital on it. Mm. So you watch your money and you want to watch your relationships as well. So it's important to keep them connected. Otherwise, you're not going to ever get another introduction. And you've put them in the embarrassing position of having to call and say, what happened? Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Give us some more don'ts. Uh, You said something about being careful about putting your reputation on the line if you're helping other people. Yes. Um, And in fact, um, in this one, I might tell a little story. Sometimes people will hire you for what you know. And at other stages in your career, they might hire you for who you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes individuals who have come from families and situations where they've had the great opportunity to develop a great level of uh, network and have very terrific relationships, they might be in a position earlier in their career to be hired for who they know Mm -hmm. rather than as true apprentices to be developed and trained to to create Mm -hmm. value in the organization. And I've seen people get hired, quote-unquote, for their Rolodex. The organization or the hiring manager goes through them, engages those relationships, and then six, 12 months later, the individual who was hired in the first place might be let go or sidelined or always kept in some dead-end assistant job, never Mm. really fully developed as a professional. Mm, You want to avoid that, it sounds like. Yeah, so you got to be careful why people want to hire you. And if it is for your relationships and that's a way in the door, hey, I'm, I'm fine with that, as anyone might be. But you want to make sure that you're in a professional apprentice kind of job where you're going to learn something in exchange for that. Yep, yep, that makes sense. Not just be put in the corner, type your little heart out, answer the phone, and then 12 months later not be qualified to make the next step. That's indeed, that's especially important uh, advice for young millennials, I think. Uh, tell us about um, sort of the don't when in terms of having a meeting with someone. How, how long should you, that meeting go? Is there, you know, a guideline for that? Yes, and in fact, I can also recommend another book. Uh, There's a book called The 20-Minute Networking Meeting by Marsha Bollinger and Nathan Perez. So all you need is 20 minutes, and they make the point that you can get in, say something good, state your goal, give the information the person needs to be able to respond to your networking question, and then you end with, and how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Perfect. If you assume that long meetings are better, it's not. You may have wasted that person's time. It took them that long to get the basic information out of you. Mm, And that's a big don't. You don't want to waste anyone's time. (laughs) Exactly. Les, you said, you know, don't let people abuse your relationships. What did you mean by that? Well, that's, again, if you know someone who would be of great help to an individual that you're speaking with and you're thinking, should I make this introduction? And let's say you decide to do that. You say, yes, let me introduce you to my friend. And then that person goes off, meets with that friend, never gets back to you, doesn't tell you that that friend hired them. It's now several months later, and you find out through some third party, oh, you know, this Joe that we know hired Jamie, and you're thinking to yourself, I referred Jamie to Joe. Does he remember that? Mm. Did she remember that? Why didn't anybody get back to me? What does that say about our relationship? That's awkward. Yeah, that's good yeah. to avoid those situations. So, so keep communicating. So when you say you're going to make an introduction, follow through. If you said you're going to make an introduction and then upon reflection you've decided that you don't want to spend that 
social capital after all, mm-hmm. and not on that person, mm-hmm. and you thought better of it, then you, it would behoove you to go back to them and say, you know, I thought about it. This just isn't the right time for me to make that introduction. So let's put it on the back burner. Great advice. Thank you so much, Marianne. You're very welcome. I'd love for you to stick around and take our fun career quiz. You up for that? Sure, absolutely. All right, great. You stick around, too. Hey, this is Stephen Perlberg from the WSJ Media Mix podcast. Are you interested in the biggest changes in the media and advertising business from Facebook to Snapchat? Tune into the WSJ Media Mix podcast for interviews with some of the biggest names in media, from Gawker CEO Nick Denton to Turner President David Levy. For more, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York... Here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for career coach Marianne Ruggiero to take our fun career quiz. Marianne, you ready? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What's the best career advice you ever heard? Best career advice is learn to earn. This is especially applicable to millennials. Mm. Never take a job just for the money. Oh, good point. Worst career advice. Worst career advice is you are you have portable skills and can build a career on transferable skills. Hmm. I, I usually, disagree. Yeah. That puts too much emphasis on your talent and not enough emphasis on the context in which you're working. So it is not true. Interesting. Fill in the blank. A career can buy? A career can buy purpose, mastery, and autonomy. Love that. A career can't buy? Happiness. True. If you won a million dollars, what would you change about your career? Well, going forward, absolutely nothing. But going backwards, I wish I had known to identify and develop several mentors to help me along the way. Excellent advice. Great fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Marianne. My pleasure. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.